Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. We are back for the new year. It's great to be back. Justin, joining me via the satellite. How's it going, Justin? Uh, pretty dang good. New Year's was great. Uh, can't complain about the holidays. And how was yours? Oh, my, my Christmas was very strange this year because we did all of our Christmas stuff at least two weeks before. So it at was least. more like Christmas month, I guess. Uh, and actual Christmas Day by that point was like, okay, I've already done everything Christmas. So, uh, yeah, we were kind of, it was kind of all christmas out, I guess, by that point. Of course, we had good food and all that still. So no worries on that front. But, uh, yeah, it was just nice and relaxing. Went to t- actually went to uh, Nashville to visit some friends. So that was fun, too, for New Year's. So All good. Good, good, good. Yeah. So, well, okay. So, obviously, uh, a, a little bit has happened since we last spoke. December 23rd is our last episode. So, we're sorry if you've been missing us. You know, we're, uh, we were doing Christmas things, I suppose. So, we're back, and uh, we are going to start this week off with some all-star snubs. As you know, there's, there are plenty of them. And uh, then we are going to do something a little bit more unique to the show, and that is to rank some broadcasters. So I I don't know where I got... Actually, I got this idea from seeing people say how much they hate Mike Emmerich. And so I thought, hmm, well, you know, who would you rather have than Mike Emmerich? I mean, that's fine. Um, there's I, I feel like anybody who's a national broadcaster, people are like, uh, great, it's Joe Buck again. Or like... Great, it's Mike Emmerich or Jim Houston. You know, people people just tend to not like the national guy as much. Uh, whereas, you know, you hone in on some local guys or uh, particular com- like color commentators that you like. But uh, so we'll dive into that as well on the show a little bit later. Uh, before we do that, let's just jump right into these All Star snubs. Uh, we're not going to go through every single roster on every single on the four divisional teams. But uh, we will go division by division uh, in terms of our snubs. And so let's just start at the easy one. And Justin, let's hear your Atlantic division snubs. Oh, goodness. Okay. So first, let me just point out by saying that I hate the current format. I strongly feel like they should do away with the whole we have to have so many forwards, so many defensemen, rule that they this garbage that they have i think you should just have a straight number of guys don't care what position they play put them in let's go um i also wouldn't hate if they added three more roster spots to each team but another discussion for another time uh for me when you look at the atlantic division man there are a lot of a lot of talented players and honestly you could literally just take toronto and tampa and be like all right just pick it out of a hat and that's a snub to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, Marner and Point right there. There's your two. Yeah. I would much rather just watch a game between those two teams or just mix and match those two teams for the Atlantic and maybe throw in Jack Eichel and uh, call it good. Well, David Pasternak does have, what, 25 goals or close to it at this point. Yeah, so definitely deserves yeah, to whatever. be there. And uh, it's really it's the goaltending that gets me is that you actually have two of the best goaltending tenders in the NHL in Frederick Anderson and uh and of course uh, blah, 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 blah. why am I blanking on his name it was Vasilevsky Vasilevsky there we go yeah. Kucherov's not a goalie and uh, 
And I mean, neither of them can make it because the rest of their team is so good. So you've got Jimmy Howard representing Detroit, which is fine. He has had a really nice season for Detroit, uh, but certainly not representative of the talent level at goaltending. Uh, and then Carey Price, the other goalie for this division. I, I'd say that's where, to me, okay, yeah. I mean, the def- the two defensemen in this division that are going, uh, Keith Yandel, he's, he, I would say the last year, he has been very good. The last year. Like the actual calendar year. Uh, he's just been cleaning up. He's been very good. And Thomas Shabbat is deserved of an all-star vote. Uh, but... It just, I don't know, it has this this weird feel where it's Keith Yandel's going instead of Barkov. Really? That's that's how it's going to be because we have to have these defensemen in there. I, I think Thomas Shabbat would go for for Ottawa either way. So I don't have a problem with that one. But the Keith Yandel, well, he has played well. I, I just don't see how Barkov doesn't go. And then the two goalies, I guess, are just kind of, well... The rest of the team sucks, so that's what you have to do. And and that's actually kind of what has happened in most of the other divisions, too, as, as we go down. You'll see there are uh, a couple times where it's like, well, yep, they obviously had to have the goalie because there was no one else they were going to send. So uh, anybody else, anyone in particular that you think should be on this Atlantic division team? No, I think we, we pretty much summed it up with Tampa Bay and Toronto there. I. I think those guys are more than worthy. Any one of those top six players on each team are more than worthy of saying, hey, let's let's throw you in the all-star game there. Um, but, yeah, to, to second your point, I think, to you know, when you look at a, a team like Detroit, for example, with Jimmy Howard, you know, uh, D- Dylan Larkin's had a good season. I think he's got 39 points in 42 games, which isn't terrible at all. It's much more than I expected him to have in terms of a point-per-game pace. But when you have other guys like Marner and, you know, Braden Point missing out because and you have Dylan Larkin in there, it's much, much harder to make the argument for Larkin over a guy like Jimmy Howard, I think. Sure. And you know, the thing that is funny to me about this, about the decision for the amount of players on these teams is that when you look at it, I mean, there's eight players per, per team, right? And, uh, or there's, there's, is there nine? Oh, nine. No, but, yeah. They're going to vote one more in, you know, the, they're the NHL. Oh, one more per where, division. Yeah, you get to vote in one guy each, so that way you don't get that write-in candidate where they have another John Scott moment kind of thing. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah, right now, yeah, I know that Morgan Riley's up for that ninth, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it just it seems like you might as well just have twelve guys on a roster, and you know, guys are out there for a couple minutes and they come off. I mean, it, it's you're you're not necessarily going to be super disappointed if you don't get a lot of ice time in the all-star game i mean it just you know i I think you could add a tack on an extra three players like you were saying earlier and it would be perfectly fine and you'd get all those guys at the all-star game which is really what you want i mean you get all those guys in the skill competition too which is more fun to me but uh okay let's go to the metro Uh, (laughs) more fun to me Uh, that's that's great. You know what's funny too? I noticed that people spend more time actually arguing about who missed out versus what actually happened at the All Star game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah the the All Star game. I did I watch it last? I watched the John Scott year, which was what two years ago? Uh, maybe three years ago. Three years ago. I I mean I couldn't say I watched it last year. I mean I made I don't I couldn't even I I couldn't tell you who won. Um, 
let's go let's go metro and uh and let's who who should be in here that's not actually well, let's start here who's in here that shouldn't be that shouldn't be um i'm okay with pointing fingers right at Braden holtby to be quite honest uh not very impressed with his stats in terms when you look at other goaltenders from this division i think um you know you could easily throw in oh god who off the top of my head even left, robin leonard could be in here yeah <laughs> yeah Braden holby i mean this is based on this is a name recognition over how well he's played this year oh without a doubt and i i think you know obviously it sucks not having ovechkin you know, him taking the the weekend off, and I can't say I blame him. I think, you know, he might need that little extra rest considering, you know, what a run they had last year, and I think maybe he's anticipating a, a long run again this, this offseason, so. I mean, I mean, but let's, let's go here. Um, you don't think that other guys in the league are anticipating a run? I, I mean, are Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler anticipating a Stanley Cup run? There's Pekka Rene hoping to go to the finals. You know, is is a, a Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, are they hoping to go on a nice run with, with San Jose? I mean, all these teams, Kucherov, Tavares, all these teams are hoping that their team goes on a run. I, I right, just well, think that let's it's... Let's just inc- say this, then. Maybe Ovechkin partied a little too hard over the summer, and he needs a break. <laughs> it's yeah, caught up with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I personally, uh, I think that... If you're not willing to do this, then not. I, I don't think that it's enough to suspend you for a regular season game. I think that you should be suspended for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wow. You don't want to show up for, like, you know, in terms of, I, I know I don't watch, I don't care that much about the All-Star game, but I appreciate what it does. As, as a kid, I love the All Star Game. I mean, I, oh, I would kids. Lo- this is for kids. I mean, this is essentially what it's really for. Sure, and and I mean, those kids are the kids that grow up to eventually buy season tickets and and start podcasts about hockey and spread the <laughs> spread the love of the sport. And so, to me, I mean, this event is about sponsors. It's about kids. It's about you know going and having fun and watching hockey for those ho- the host city, but then also for fans across the league who. I mean, the the three on three is is more exciting than it was in the past, and so, I mean, there there's some draw to the game, and so to go, oh well, you, yeah, I guess if you don't want to be there, you could just miss a game of the regular the regular season. Which Ovechkin, I mean, the only the only thing that that does bug me is that ah oh, man, he's go he's already got thirty goals right in thirty nine games, and the last time he did that, he had sixty five goals, so. I mean, he is. That is one less game that he gets to play to shoot for sixty. So uh, there's that. But I think that the consequences should be: Oh, you want to rest for the playoffs? Okay, well then we'll give you a rest for the playoffs. Suspended for the first game of the playoffs. All right, fair enough. Um, so for you, who's being snubbed? Who's missing? Who shouldn't be on this list? I mean, I this division is is interesting. I mean, you do have course the likes of a uh, Evgeny Malkin uh, I I do think that everybody in here is deserved outside of maybe you could say that Cam Atkinson is I mean he's kind of that guy who he has stretches of greatness but has never he, he doesn't put it together for seasons at a time uh, 
And so to me, he's the least deserving out of out of anybody in this division where you could toss in a, a Malkin, you could have a Voracek, you could uh who does New Jersey have? Oh Taylor Hall yeah, Taylor Hall. So even Phil Kessel. I mean forty six I mean, points. Sure. Forty games. Yeah. I mean there's there's other guys that are at least as deserving. Um so I mean I won't say that I'm you know, I'm not offended by Cam Atkinson being in there, but uh, who would you have in this division as the as the right in or as the the vote in? Probably, I mean, so most likely you're going to see a defenseman. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to adhere to that that defensive three player thing, but I mean, I, I look at it, this, the big name off this list, and that's Artemi Panarin. Uh, that's that's the moneymaker. He's the big name, I think not on this list outside of Malkin right now. Yeah, what is the reasoning for Adkinson being in there instead of Panarin? I think it's just he's got more goals and that's that's pretty much about it and he's he's a little hotter right now and that's doesn't, it. Doesn't he and he doesn't have more goals because of Panarin or anything. That's, right. That's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well let's uh let's stroll on over to the central division where uh goaltending once again here's uh, well actually the thing I forgot to mention in the the Metro. There you have Hen- Henrik Lundqvist, the only player worth writing home about on the New York Rangers. So he's in the All-Star game. Uh, same kind of goes for the Minnesota Wild and Devin Dubnik. There you find him in there. Uh, surprisingly, no Nashville Predators at the forward position in the All-Star game, though. Yeah, I think if, if we had had a healthy Forsberg all season long, you know, we might be talking about him right now. Um, but unfortunately not. Yeah, I think the – not that he shouldn't be – that Ryan O'Reilly being in the All-Star game is fine. Uh, he has played well for the Blues. Uh, well, as, as well as well can go for a team that has uh, definitely been the most disappointing team of the season. Uh, but the fact that Tarasenko – I mean, he shouldn't be in the All-Star game because he hasn't played like one this season. But it's that fact is that he – shouldn't even be considered for the all-star game is what is maybe most surprising about the central to me. Yeah, he's, I mean, and, and two, he's the big name, right? I mean, if you're trying to, to sell it to the promoters, to the, you know, the sponsors, Tarasenko's the name, I think off that team that you want. Yeah. And I mean, it's not a, definitely not a bad thing that Ryan O'Reilly's walked in there and has become one of their better players. Uh, but yeah, you'd, you'd like to see him there and, and no, no, none of the defensemen uh, from them either. So, I do like Miro Heiskin in in there for Dallas, um, making it over John Klingberg, and very strange that Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, not in here. Like this division maybe is the weirdest one out of all of them, but you're certainly not going to hold off Ratnan and and McKinnon. You have to have them in there, and Patrick Kane is the only thing. I mean, Patrick Kane's going to every All Star game. Let's let's be honest; <laughs> he's never not going to go. Because he's so fun, like he just he just has. I mean, from the first time he donned that Superman cape, he pretty much locked his position in the All Star game for as long as he's at least pretty good. Yeah, I'll give you that. I I think too. Again, if if we're talking, you know, you don't have to have defensemen and forwards, and we're just talking forwards, and then I think yeah, we might we might see the likes of Sagan or Ben in here. But yeah, I'm I'm with you too on Patrick Kane. The guy is just. He's too much fun not to have in, in the All-Star game. Uh, is there, who, who in here, who would you write in for this division? Oh, I think maybe, maybe in this division I might, 
Boy, that's that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I think I wouldn't be upset about writing in maybe a Jonathan Taves or even a Michael Granlin. Right Not now. a Patrick Laine. You know what? He's cooled off lately for me, and yeah, I was maybe. still hoping he would end up being, you know, the the leading goal scorer. But right now, he's he's sort of fallen off a little bit. And uh, you know, Jeff Skinner's the one who's playing hot right now, scoring goals outside of Ovechkin. So, yeah, which me, another I, another guy who is not in the All Star game, right? Jeff Skinner, who <laughs> you know, in a nor- in a year where the uh, maybe the the team is determined a different way, he he probably would be in there. Yep. So yeah, I think I think those guys would be be totally fine. And I think too, if if we had a, a healthy PK Subban right now, uh, we might be saying his name. But yeah, you know, because he's he's one of those guys too. Again, that you just love to see in the game. He sells tickets. He he puts you know sponsorships for the NHL in there. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I think he's coming out with a TV show or something. Is he really? NHL Network? I think I saw <laughs> it's, uh, it's PK something. I don't know, but. Um, just uh, as a little side note, I did predict. I, I this is just makes me so happy that Ovechkin is lighting it up right now. Since I said I think he'll come back and he'll win the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy, and he's like been on fire ever since then. So uh, yeah, yeah, all right, Rub always, all right, always fun when that happens because I predict so many. I I I fail to predict so many things that you know when I do, I feel like I have to pat myself on Frank. the back for a minute uh, I mean Patrick Patrick Line 24 goals still but uh, yeah he'll uh, he, he to me is the one who should be in there he he is the most talented player not in the all-star game outside of Mitch Marner okay uh, so okay let's go to the the pack division the Pacific the pack of uh, the pack uh, obviously Clayton Keller is in there because someone has to be. And in this case, I think that Arizona would have sent Miko. Uh, they would have sent Anti Rantna, but they obviously he's hurt, and so uh, Clayton Keller goes in his place. Which it's not like Clayton Keller's been uh, just going ham by any means, but he is good enough to make it to the All Star game with his eight goals in forty games. Good job, buddy. Uh, this division uh, obviously stacked with a Connor McDavid in there and Elias Peterson, who may looks like he might not be ready for the All Star game after um, they're doing an MRI on his knee. I don't know if you see, I don't know if you saw the play or at least the picture of him getting his knee buckled, but uh, it looks pretty pretty brutal as someone who has torn things in his knee. So yeah, it didn't look pretty. This division, the only division sending three defensemen. As of as of right now, without the right now. without the write in. Yeah, uh, I uh, I'll I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I would have been okay keeping uh, keeping Eric Carlson off this list, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean he's definitely there because of who he is, not because of what he's done this season. I, I think yeah. that's fair to say. Uh, and the fact and that think- San Jose is sending three players is maybe a little excessive. Well, I mean, the game is in San Jose, and that always typically tends to happen, which is which I can't. I, I, I hate it. it. Drives me nuts. That's true. I mean, I just I think that I don't know. Two should be good enough. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You got enough personality for five people in Brent Burns. Let's just be honest about that. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, I I also think when you you know you look at the Kings, 
Uh, Drew Doughty's going. I mean, he's he's been fine this year. Uh, you could you could kind of handpick either him or Kopitar to go, and it's just kind of probably dependent on who else is going to go from the division. So that's why he ends up there. Uh, John Gibson is probably the most worthy guy on here, along with Johnny Goudreau to be in the All-Star game. Uh, and then Marc-Andre Fleury has been fine. Uh, Vegas has certainly been much, much better than they were early on in the season. And so uh, there's a few guys that could go for for Vegas as well. I, I don't think that you can, you can really say, oh, well, they don't have any forwards worthy of going to the game. They are second in that division and look poised maybe to uh, – to take Calgary for the top spot again in that division after winning four straight. And so I mean, Vegas has really come on strong here. Uh, so for them to only send one uh, might be might be a little bit of a, you know, maybe the fact that they're a younger fan base and the league doesn't expect them to uh, to maybe get watched as much for, for the All-Star game from Vegas that they kind of throw in a couple other guys instead. But... Who would you have in going instead of, or who's your write-in candidate for this division? Uh, honestly, probably two guys here. I think um, one, if you want to keep it, you know, at home, the hometown guy, uh, Logan Couture would have been a good write-in for me uh, over, you know, a guy like Eric Carlson to go. Um, but I think outside of that, a, a Sean Monahan would have been a really nice, will be a nice choice. Hopefully, maybe he'll get the write-in. We'll see. But I would like to see him there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would, you know, I'd probably put up like a Jonathan Marsh or so as a guy in a three on three. You know, that's the other thing is that you got to think who's going to be, who's awesome at the three on three. Like to me, when I look at Brent Burns in there, I don't necessarily think, oh, there's a guy that's going to dominate three on three. Well, if you want to, I mean, if, if we're going to do three on three, then you got to throw in Leon Dreisaitl with Connor McDavid yeah. at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great point. I mean, it would be nice to have those two playing together. Uh, since yeah. since they have so much experience together, so okay. Well, there's our uh, our all star snubs. Um, your who is your out of all those? Who's the one guy over anyone else that you want to see in this game? Out of all four divisions, all four divisions, just one guy. Ooh, uh, honestly, I he he's not a write in candidate, and I would love to see him more than anybody else. Would be Mitch Marner. Honestly. All right, yeah. He, I mean, he he'll. He, it's crazy that he's not even on that list to be a vote-in. Yeah, he's, he's just crazy. probably one of the top three most gifted offensively players on this list right yep, now. Yep, yep. So. And, uh, you know, Matthews said, I would give up my spot for Riley and Marner, and uh, I wonder if that's more because he just doesn't want to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Matthews gets a little <coughs> cough and gets a little sick. Right, so right, there you him. go. Well, okay. So there's our all-star snubs. Let's uh, let's shift gears here. We, we said in the beginning of the show we were going to do some uh, ranking of broadcasters. And so, if you are, you know, if you watch games from around the league like us, uh, you get exposed to all different guys. And and certainly for me, uh, when I see two teams playing each other, who the broadcaster is definitely has plays a factor in which feed I'm going to watch, right? Like if I know that, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, like if, if Buffalo's playing someone and I'm going to watch the game, I'm probably going to watch that Buffalo feed because <laughs> Rick Jenner is so 
entertaining to listen to that I, I have I feel like I'm required to listen to him just go off on a game. There you go. So okay, like well let's uh how did you come up with this ranking? Now these these rankings we're just doing top five. We're just gonna keep it simple for now and we're throwing color commentators and play by play guys all into into the bucket. We also did an overrated and most overrated and most underrated. Uh, my overrated and underrated weren't on my top five. Uh, so how did you come up with your top five? Mostly just like you did, I think. Um, you know, I, I look at guys, when when I hear playback or, you know, play-by-play of these announcers, especially when they, you know, had the big save or the goal that, you know, the overtime winner in the playoffs or something, when I hear these guys announcing it, whether it's the color commentator or the main you know, commentary guy, it's just, it gets me jacked. It gets me pumped, little goosebumps. Like, I love it. So, um, and then, of course, I, I kind of put in a little, you know, dash of, you know, the the nostalgia guys you grew up listening to, guys I've been, you know, watching for a long time. And uh, longevity played a little part, but for the most part, it's just, you know, who, who got those goosebumps going. Okay, so kind of an emotional response to uh, particular calls with guys. Yep. Uh, I I did include some of that. Some of my my choices were based on the emotion that they they bring about. Also, uh, some of it was how in depth they're going to speak about the game. So, no offense to Florida Panthers fan that is listening right now, uh, the broadcast in Florida tends to be lacking, you know, a, a lot of depth because understandably so, and it's it's not. You know, I, I don't have a problem with it, but in some ways you're teaching some people the game. And so uh, not to say that they don't go in depth sometimes, but uh, the guys I chose are guys that they really find those minute little details that are are interesting to listen to as somebody who watches a lot of hockey things that, you know, some sometimes I notice them, sometimes I don't. And it's it's nice to get that advanced level hockey knowledge in there so uh so that was that played some of the factor into mind so let before we do the top five let's go underrated overrated uh justin why don't you start with your most underrated broadcaster in the league all right underrated i'm going ray ferraro okay he's your underrated oh now he uh he made my list did he okay beautiful yeah. yeah he made my list but yes i would he's fantastic yeah, I, he doesn't get enough love, I don't think, you know, when you look at it from a national standpoint. I think people in Canada know him, uh, but in America, you know, he just he doesn't get a lot of love. Yeah, because he's more on the TSN broadcast. So Right. Yeah. Um, mine is actually going to surprise you, I think, but oh. it's Ken Daniels, Detroit oh, okay. Red Wings play-by-play guy. Yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, he has to sit next to Mickey Redmond, so it makes the broadcast <laughs> virtually unlistenable. Uh, but <laughs> when Mickey Redmond isn't getting off to watching Red Wings jerseys skate around the ice, uh, Ken Daniels does a fantastic job at describing what's happening on the ice. He he stays just impartial enough to where it's acceptable. You know, there of course any any regional broadcast or like a local broadcast is always going to have. A, a bent towards the home team. I, I have no problem with that. Uh, but some guys are just so over the top that it can drive you crazy, which isn't always a bad thing, but 
but it can be. But Ken Ken Daniels does a good job. He certainly has to uh, <laughs> to undo some of what Mickey Redmond does on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, so, who's your most overrated guy? You just said his name, Mickey Redmond. <laughs> okay, I cannot stand him. <laughs> he drives me nuts. And every time he opens his mouth, all he wants to do is talk about how game, how good the game used to be and what used to happen in my era. And I don't know how he keeps getting re-upped every single year by FSN Detroit, but they just they keep putting him in there and it drives me nuts. Well, you know, the reason why is because so what, what happens with these broadcasters, they aren't actually employed by Fox Sports Network or by, you know, whatever network your team you watch your team on right those players those broadcasters are employed by the team so right. he is no. the detroit red wings like tv broadcaster and then fox sports owns the rights and so they get to air them so right yeah, so they I'm, actually uh list them on their actual like detroit red wings website right Funny. right they are employees yeah. of the red wings so it's the red wings that keep on hiring them back which uh who knows why, but I know a lot of people love the the drunken SOB, so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let them continue going down that terrible path. My most overrated broadcaster is Jim Hewson. Jim uh, Hewson, okay. Yes, the Hockey Night in Canada lead guy. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is about it. I just can't. You know, I used to really like him. So back when, I mean, when NHL with EA Sports, when those games first started coming out and they first, uh, once they first started coming out with broadcasting, like play-by-play, it was Jim Hewson and Bill Clement. I don't know if you remember that, but so Jim Hewson was the guy on there and they were, it was great. I mean, I, I always remember, I think he used to do, he used to do like the Vancouver Canucks, I think was the team that he that, that he started correct. with, right? So, uh, you know, I, I, I liked him then, and I think as he's gained in popularity, he has, I, I don't know, it, it just feels like he's a little douchey. That's <laughs> and, and the things that he talks about, I never really feel, I, I he describes the play, it's, it's nothing to do with that, but anything in between the play, the things that he has to offer up, just don't really hit hit the nail on the head for me uh so yeah for that reason i I just think he's there's so many better broadcasters that you know he just kind of is another guy to me he has a great sounding voice great sounding voice but that's that's about it okay well shall we do this top five let's roll baby okay who's your number five number five for the st louis blues darren pang ah the panger yeah, I, I enjoy his insight. Um, very knowledgeable, but when he makes calls for big time goalie saves, it gets me jacked every time. And uh, yeah, I, I I actually enjoy listening to him commentate. You like the holy jumping? I do. I Lots like it. Lots <laughs> of holy jumpings. Well, my number five is a uh, maybe probably the, definitely the most unexpected name that I have on my list. I, I was unsure whether or not to put him on here. Uh, because he is very Homerish, and I actually don't like him, but I think he's fantastic. And so for that reason, I'm putting the Boston Bruins' Jack Edwards okay. on my top five. He's my five. Um, the thing that put him over the top, if you go onto his Twitter, 
he'll release all like he puts out all these game notes before the game and they're they're great i mean he he just does great statistical analysis and and gives you a picture into what he uses to broadcast the games and so i i think that that's a really fun and just engaging way uh, to you know, reach out to fans, and so I, I like that, and I also like that he pisses everyone off. So I'm cool <laughs> with that. Uh, you're number four, sir. Number four from the Florida Panthers, Steve Goldstein. Okay, yeah, good old Goldstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I enjoy his Goldsteinisms, if you want to put him that way. Uh, the guy is rock solid. I think. Uh, while he might not give you the insight to the game as much as some other broadcasters, he just he's rock solid, and I I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to him. All right, uh, my number four is Mike Johnson of Ooh. you know what I don't know TSN and NHL Network or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I always love his he has he has really good analysis on not just what's happening on the ice, but you know what's happening behind the scenes and he he just had, he has, seems to have a lot of really good connections and he makes very logical and deep reasonings for you know why maybe he he thinks a certain way or or what what is going on with a particular team whether they're succeeding or uh failing at the time uh just always seems to have good insight into uh what's actually happening in the game so i appreciate that about him uh, let's go your number three. Number three, maybe the, the gold standard, I think, uh, for a lot of broadcasters. And and again, I, I kind of just, just chose his name because there's so many guys on TSN, I think, that really I could have put on this list. But uh, Gord Miller, for me, comes in at number three. Mm-hmm. Yep, Gord Miller is on my list as well. Uh, I remember listening to him uh, during like World Juniors back in the day. And I always was like, man, why isn't this guy doing more NHL games? And mm-hmm. now, of course, I think he does a lot of Ottawa games. Uh, but yes, he but he does he does work for TSN. So uh, yeah, Gord, Gord Miller, another very good play by play guy for sure. Uh, he actually is my number one for Ooh. for play by play. He's my some nostalgia in there listening to him for a long time, but. Yeah, I like his uh, his analysis. But my number three is actually Rick Jenneret for the Buffalo okay. Sabres. Got to love his. I mean, he has some of the most infamous calls of all time in the NHL. Uh, on top of that, just he makes the smallest things sound thrilling. So I I just always can get up for a game broadcasted by Rick Jenneret. Even when the Sabres are bad, he always finds a way to entertain and fortunately for the Sabres, they're not bad, so. <laughs> well put. Uh, who's your number two? Number two, the the homer pick here, uh, Ken Daniels, to me. Again, like like you talked about, a guy who is, you know, pretty impartial when it comes to, you know, commentating both sides of the puck and love listening to him. He, I mean, even when, you know, the other team scores, he still gets a little excitement in his voice, right? He still kind of kind of dials it up a bit for him, which is always great to hear. And then there's a reason, too, you you always see his name, you know, as like the subbing guy for NHL and NBC. You know, when, when one of their guys are sick or somewhere else, they'll always call him to come in and commentate just because he's he's so good at it. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. And he's uh, he's been doing it for a long time now, so definitely uh, up there. I don't know if I'd have him as my number two, but... Uh. <laughs> 
That's okay. You're allowed, gonna you're allowed the homer pick. That's all right. Uh, my number two is uh, Ray Ferraro. Like we talked about earlier, just great insight. And my favorite call of his is uh, when Patrick Steffen for the Dallas Stars is going in on an empty net. And, of course, he misses. Puck gets turned over and sent down the other side of the ice. Ryan Smith scores a goal to tie the game. And uh, and Ray Ferraro's analysis of the play was, Patrick Steffen, you should be embarrassed. In my 20 years of, of hockey or 30 years of hockey, I've never seen a more disgraceful play. And just rips. Like, he just goes. There's There's no black and white. To Ray Ferraro, you know, there's no gray. There's only black and white, and so he just he goes for the he goes for the throat, and I I I find that entertaining for a business that tends to be very PC. Uh, I think he's maybe the least PC out of any color commentator. So uh, I, I appreciate that about him. So um, I I already said my number one. It's Gordon Miller. Who's your number one? Already on your list, but a Rick Generate. Oh, okay. Rick Generate, number one. No love for Mike Emmerich here on this list, eh? Yeah, no, I could. I mean, he's all right, but, you know, I, I would much rather see any one of these five guys that I mentioned here. Even yeah. Ray Ferraro would love to see him instead. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny when it comes to Mike Emmerich and Jim Houston. Like I said, the national guys just tend to kind of get no love. Uh, it is probably though one of the harder jobs because you know you're not doing the same teams every time. Although some may argue that all Mike Emmerich does is Chicago games, so and, and Pittsburgh games. But uh, I mean, <laughs> you do have to know everyone across the league. Not not that you don't when you're a broadcaster for another team, but uh, I'd say that there's there's got to be because you're not with the same. You're not. You know, if you're the San Jose Sharks broadcaster, you naturally know everything there is to know about San Jose, and you have to learn one other team. Whereas for these guys, you've got to learn both teams on on a consistent basis. So I'll say that it maybe is harder to go in depth sometimes with those teams because you are on the outside. You're just coming in for individual games as opposed to following a team around all season long. But I I just think that that's where maybe. We, there's been a mistake in how uh, the NHL and NBC puts out broadcasters is that maybe they should be using more local broadcasters for, or like a regional broadcaster for games when they want to make them national, you know, instead of having to have a Mike Emmerich, why not have one of the, you know, have the color guy for one team and have the play by play guy for the other team and have them work together. It could be, could be fun. Yeah, I agree. Now, if it's Jack Edwards and someone else, you know, it could could turn into a fist fight, but who knows? <laughs> so, all right. Well, that is our show for today. We, uh, if you, you know, hit us up on Twitter, we've been, uh, we have been tweeting despite the, the lack of episodes lately, but uh, we're back on track now. And so uh, we will uh, be coming at you early next week, but hit us up on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Uh, next show, we will finish out our series on uh, the worst. We, we've been going through the worst center depth, the worst winger depth, and worst goaltending depth. And the only one we haven't got to yet is the worst prospects depth. And so we'll uh, we'll hit that up along with whatever else is going on in the league. 
And uh, if you have any other ideas for us or any questions you want to ask us, just send it on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Justin, enjoy your weekend. Any last thoughts? No. Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon.